welcome back. So excited you're here as always. I hope you're having an amazing day and I'm I'm so excited to jump in today. We are going to begin a new like mini series. We did this mini series on boundaries and now there's this verse that God dropped in my heart a few weeks ago now and it just really hit me over the head. And so I want to do this little series. I'll tell you a little bit more about it. But it really just helped me to view my life, my role as a wife, mom, and daughter of our God, just in such a clear way. Like, it just helped me grab hold of these roles in a new way. And so I'm really excited to share it with you. It goes into so many different pain points for me and it touches on my anger, it touches on housework, it touches on mindset, on homemaking. I mean, we're we're going there. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Before we jump in, if you haven't yet Make sure you are in the Facebook group. You can find it at bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. That's B-I-T dot L-Y morning mama Facebook group. This is such a great, amazing community of women that are just fighting for the lives that God has for them. And it's a great place for accountability. Every week we post our goals for the week and we're going to be doing a training soon on goal setting and how to set healthy goals. And it's just so nice to know that you're not alone in this journey and there are other people fighting along with you. So make sure you pop in there. I'd love to see your face, hear your story. And yeah, I'm excited to meet you. So let's jump in to today's episode based on this verse that that God showed me. I'm excited. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so yeah, a few weeks ago, I now I was reading my Bible and I I was in Proverbs at the time. I'm kind of reading my Bible front to back at the moment. I think I shared that a few weeks ago with you. And I was going through the book of Proverbs. And by the way, if you have not read Proverbs lately, oh my goodness, please jump over there. If you're not sure where you're reading or you're wrapping up a book of the Bible or a devotional, Proverbs. I've read it many times in my life, but I haven't read it in probably a couple of years, you know, except for bits and pieces. But reading it front to back, oh my gosh, there's so much wisdom and knowledge for today's age that is so helpful. It really just like opened my eyes to even more ways that uh, our world is kind of confusing us with different mindsets, with different beliefs. And it just really like made it crystal clear on some really important values that I need to to hold. And so I, yeah, I recommend jumping into that. But today we're going to go just to one verse. This is Proverbs 14, 1. 
And the day that I read this, this actually ended up being the only verse that I read that day. Like I read it and it hit me over the head so hard that I spent the rest of my time just thinking about it and journaling it and just letting it, it change me. And so that's just a reminder too that, you know, we talk about this, but when you're doing your time with God, it is not about accomplishing uh, something. It is not about reading a certain amount or spending a certain amount of time. It's it's about how God wants to speak to you. So it's just setting yourself up to to hear his voice. It's being intentional about reading his word. But some days that literally means reading one verse and he's going to speak volumes to you through this. So this is what happened on this day. This is the only verse I read. It's that good. So get excited. Okay, let's do it. The verse says, the wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. I'm going to read it again. Proverbs 14.1. The wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. So this verse is so simple and but like so many of the proverbs so simple and yet so profound so this is my question to you this is the question that god asked me when i read this what are you doing that is building your house and what are you doing that's tearing it down i think that all of us have things that we are doing that are tearing our houses down and it's these little moments it's these little things we might be unaware of or it might be an area that God has been working on us in and we are we're growing but to paint it in this light this almost this black and white light of what are are you building your house or are you tearing it down with each action with each breath with each word are you building your house are you tearing it down And I think this is going to be different for every person. So before I share for you what that looks like for me, and maybe you can relate to some of it, maybe you can't, I really encourage you to pause this episode and go and spend a few minutes just reflecting and listening to God. And I would would say to ask these three questions. Journal this out. Ask God, how have I been tearing down my house? And sit with that. Let him speak to you. Ask him, give him permission to, to say what he wants to say to you. It's, it might not be pretty. <laughs> it might be one of those moments that hurts a little bit, but it's so important to know, right? If we're tearing our houses down, like, like the verse says, it is with folly we tear our own houses down. It's, it's r- silly. Like, why would we tear our own houses down? And yet, all the time, we're doing this through our anger, through our control, through criticism, through mindsets that don't align with God's way of doing things, through disrespect, through not taking ownership. You know, the list goes on and on. I just wanted to paint a few ideas of what this might look like for you. So spend some time on that question. Allow God to speak to you. And then a second question I really think is equally important is to ask God, God, what am I doing that is building my house? Because I think we are doing things to build our house. I guarantee you, you know, if you struggle with feeling like you're not good enough and these beliefs that just take over our minds, I'm with you. You know, I want to say to you, you are building your house. You are doing things that are building up 
your home, for your kids, for your husband, for yourself. So take a moment and ask God to show you that he wants to show you where you're killing it, where your strengths are, where you are bringing life to the people around you. So make sure you're taking ownership over all those things. Like think through what are the good things that you bring to your home? What are what are the strengths that you are bringing? And then ask God to show you too, especially if you're struggling. But either way, ask God just to reveal some things you might not even see about yourself. So spend some time on that question. And then the third question is, God, what do you want me to do to build my house? What do you want me to do? What do I, what change do I need to make? What thing do I need to let go of? What thing do I need to grab hold of? What are you asking of me as I build my house? So after you have those questions written down and your answers and you've reflected on it, I am excited to share with you what God spoke to me. And maybe some of it will be the same thing you wrote down. Maybe some of it is going to be different, but Really, there there was like a big cultural value that this verse hit me over the head with. So it's this idea of ownership. So our culture, you know, tells us feminism is the answer and women's rights is the answer. And I depends how you define it. So in my undergrad school, we talked about feminism and it was defined as equal rights for women, like that women would have the same rights as men. And so if we're going to define it as that, then yeah, of course, like a God made us both like just as amazing. We'll get more into details of that. But yes, like, of course, we need to be allowed to have these rights in our world. And I believe that's what God wants. Like he, you know, created us. He wants us to have equal love from him. He wants us to have equal freedom. So I I took on this idea of feminism and I didn't realize there were some other things that came with it when I took it on because I was like, yeah, equal rights. Yeah, of course I believe in that. Okay, great. I guess I'm a feminist. And while I didn't shout it from the rooftops, you know, I didn't go around and this didn't become like my my mission in life. As I I took hold of that label, there were some things that came with it that I didn't realize were coming with it. And so when someone would talk about feminism, because I felt like, oh, yeah, I'm a fem- feminist, I felt like the things that they were talking about, that they must belong to me. They must, I must agree with them because I, I'm a feminist. But as God has shaped my heart and moved me, and then specifically after reading this verse, I have realized there are some things that came along with that label that don't serve me and don't align with me. And so I've been pushing with all my might against this idea of taking ownership in my home. Like I remember when my son was born and, you know, he's our first kid and everyone kept looking to me for the answer, like what does he need? What does he need next? Does he need to eat? Does he need to sleep? Like what, what do we do with him? You know? And I hated that idea. I was like, I would go around saying like, why, why are you making me the conductor? Like, why are you looking to me for the answers? Like we, you know, me and my husband, we're a team. Uh, you should know what to do. You know, whoever it was, I hated this idea that I was the one that people would look to. And I really think that came from this idea that that's not fair, that, you know, women shouldn't be the caretaker, that women shouldn't 
be the ownership. And I'm stepping lightly here, trying to choose my words carefully, because I do think it's a delicate thing, because, yes, I agree that men should also be a part of raising kids. Like, we need strong fathers. I think we can all agree on that. And no, I don't think the women should be the only ones knowing what's going on with their kids or the only ones involved in their lives, the only ones playing with them or pouring into them. I, I don't agree with that. So that's why I'm just trying to choose my words carefully because there's these nuances, these like small little values, beliefs that sneak in to our mindsets as we are living in this fallen world. And there's all these appealing mindsets that that make it look so good. I'm like, yeah, of course, why would I not believe in this? But there's these little things, like I said, that attach themselves to these labels that I don't believe align with God's word. And so I think that's that's where this mindset came from. I I did not want to take ownership, the responsibility for being the one in charge of my son. Because here's the lie. I, I believe the world tells us that equality means being exactly like men. That if we are equal, it will look the same. The world would tell us that we need to be just like men in order to be equal. And I think that is a complete lie. Like I said, and God created us both, and we've always, in his eyes, been equal, equally loved, equally valued, equally chosen, but with different gifts. And I do believe that God made men and women different. Now, let me be careful again, because I'm not saying that all women should be the ones that stay home. I'm not saying that all men should be the ones that go to work. I don't believe that's how God made it. Like, I think that we each individually have different gifts. I do believe generally, like, women carry certain gifts that men don't have and vice versa. But really, I'm even getting away from my point here because the the thing that I realize is that this cultural mindset that I should not to be equal, I should not look a certain way because I actually felt like society was telling me that I shouldn't be the one in charge, that I shouldn't like the role of homemaking or of being the primary caregiver. And so because I went in with this cultural mindset that I should push away from that, that that's not fair, that's not right, because I went in with that mindset I, I didn't allow myself to really take ownership of this role that I really believe God was calling me to. This role of being mother, which in my house means that I am the conductor. It does mean that I know when the kids should be fed, you know, especially in the baby phase, right? Like I am the one nursing the baby. Like it only makes logical sense that I would be the one to tell others when the baby needs more milk and how much milk to give them. It makes complete sense. But I had this mindset that that's not right. Like, even though logically it doesn't even make sense that someone else should know that when I'm the one nursing the baby and I'm the one pumping and I'm the one that knows the schedule. But because I had this mentality that I had to fight for my rights, that I had to fight for equality, 
I pushed against it and I didn't take ownership. And this is even what has been happening in my house. Apart from just the example of my son is, you know, I, even though I've been staying at home for the most part, and I only just went back to work, you know, part time uh, a few months ago. Even then I was pushing against this mentality that I was uh, taking ownership of the house. But then, you know, like as I've been building this business, uh, the podcast business, I have loved it and I am taking full ownership of it. I am, you know, the one in charge. I am the one making the decisions and having the vision and executing things and organizing things and doing everything that it needs to run and to grow. But when I look at it, I don't take that kind of ownership over my house or my home. Like I'm not, I'm not just talking about the physical aspects of the home, talking about emotional, spiritual, and the physical aspects, you know, all of it. But I pushed away from that ownership. But, you know, you look at my business and it is thriving. And I know that's because God is guiding it and opening the doors and using me. But part of it is because I have taken full ownership. I have grabbed it in my hands and I have said, okay, this is mine. And God has called me to this. I'm going to run with it with all my might. I'm going to go as far as I can, as fast as I can, as he guides me. And I am, I take the reins, right? Like they are in my hands. I'm not looking to someone else to do things. I'm not looking to someone else to tell me what to do. I'm not looking to someone else to do the work. I'm taking it in my hands. Now, having a home is a partnership. Like we do want to be teammates with our our spouse and our kids. But if I'm constantly pushing away from my role and, and kind of trying to avoid it, like think about having a teammate at work that is constantly, you know, pushing off their responsibilities or annoyed at something new that comes down the pipeline or not pulling their weight on the team of the work that you're trying to do together. And every person on that team probably has a different role. You each bring different strengths and gifts. But if if that person on your team is not taking ownership for their part, the whole team suffers. Everyone is annoyed. Everyone is lacking. And you're not going to execute things as well as you could. It's going to hurt the team. You know, even if someone else picks up that slack, it's still going to be lacking because that person is not running in their lane with their strengths as much as they could be. And when we don't run in our strengths and our gifts, there is a lack that God puts those things in us so that we can bring them into our, our world, into the world. And when we keep those inside and we don't take ownership of them, there is a lack. So I look at my role in the family and I have to ask myself, am I taking ownership like I am in my business? Am I grabbing it by the reins and saying, yes, this is my role. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to do amazing at it. I'm going to do everything I can to grow in this and to create the best possible thing that I can. And for me, you know, I, I might have had moments or seasons where I would do this more and, and be better at this. But generally, I kept, you know, even when I would finally like find that sweet spot, I, I would subconsciously be end up pushing against it because I had this cultural mindset in me that, no, I shouldn't be the one to be in charge. I shouldn't be the one to have to know all the things about the home or about the kids. 
And again, I'm not saying that every woman needs this role. I, I think that you have to lean in to your relationship with your husband and to God and to figure out what those roles look like. What are your strengths? What lane are you each running in? How can you come together bringing your strengths and the fullness of that? What does that look like? But I know for me specifically, I believe that God is calling me to take ownership of the home. Not saying I'm the head of the home and I will save that conversation for another time, but I'm saying that I am taking ownership of being in charge of our home, of its environment, its physical, spiritual, emotional environment, in charge of making sure that we have food and making sure that the kids are at school on time, making sure they're signed up for activities, making sure things get cleaned, however that happens. Okay, so I say this, but what I don't want you to hear is that you, if if God is calling you to this, that you do not need to do everything on your own. That is not what I'm saying. And that is not what I do. This means that I essentially am the conductor. I'm going to take, it's funny that I came up with that word. You know, it must've been that God was calling me to be this conductor and I felt that and I pushed against it because of this cultural mindset that was in me. So if you think about the role of conductor, the conductor's not the one making all the music. The conductor is not playing each of the instruments. The conductor is guiding and leading the band to play. And if the conductor is not strong in their guidance, the band is going to have a difficult time following the conductor. They're going to be off. Guys, I don't know that much about music, so don't judge me for wherever this analogy falls short. But my limited knowledge, you know, they are helping people stay on beat. They are making sure people in the right section of the music. They are making sure things are flowing together and producing this beautiful sound. And I believe that that is what God is calling me to. And so what that looks like, again, it's not that I do everything myself. It means that I delegate to my husband even like, hey, would this be something that could fit under your role in the household? Would this be something that you could work in on the weekends? Or, you know, we have a conversation about what that can look like, who's doing what. And, you know, an example of this in my house that, you know, if you're worried that I'm too, uh, <laughs> like, women need to do this and men need to do this. In our house, my husband is the cook. I only ever cook if it's just me and the kids. And I make, like, very simple meals for us. But I have never enjoyed cooking I thought at some point I would I would someday enjoy it because my mom is an amazing cook. But, you know, I just, I'm capable, but I don't like it. It stresses me out. It's not fun. And we have figured out a system that my husband is now the one that cooks the meals when we're all together. And it works so great because he comes home from work and, you know, he has long, stressful days. And he loves our children and he loves playing with them. But after a long, stressful day, he kind of just needs something to, you know, be alone, be able to think, be able to uh, wind down. And cooking does that for him. And so I am watching the kids and playing with them and being with them. And he is cooking. And it's amazing how that works in our family. So I'm not saying that you, if you are the connector, if God is calling you to be the connector, that you need to do all of the things. No, it's figuring out who's going to play this instrument. 
who's going to play that instrument? How does that work with our schedule? How does that work with each person's gifts? And yes, if your children are old enough, you need to delegate to them. They should have chores. This is good for them, I promise you. And of course, it's good for you. I mean, yeah, that's great. I can't wait till my kids are old enough. I'm even just as I'm talking, thinking, huh, what chores could I give my son? You know, I mean, he already picks up his room, but, you know, and he'll help me pick up toys. But I think there's more. <laughs> this is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this afterwards. But as we've been talking about boundaries and, and boundaries with kids, this is a healthy, healthy boundary to set. This is so good for them to be a part of the team, a part of the household, a part of the orchestra, right? Like how much confidence and strength and endurance are built in those musicians that are part of this orchestra. So we want our kids to be a part of that. We need our kids to be a part of that and they need to us to make them. Also with this, you can outsource. This is something that um, I actually used to be super against because, I don't know, I grew up in a family that we just did everything and we figured it out and we were very frugal in, in a way that like I love that I got to grow up that way because I learned uh, just to value money and to really like not take anything for granted. And so I love that about us. But for me, the thought of outsourcing, having someone else come and help us, no, like we don't do that. We figure it out how to do it ourselves. And that's what we need to do. And I don't even, I don't even know if my parents feel that way. There's somehow growing up, I, I got this, this concept. And so I really struggled to outsource any of our things. And now, you know, we have someone come and help us with our yard. You know, for a long time, I tried to make my husband do it. <laughs> Like, I wasn't going to do it, but I tried to make him do it. But he works a really long hours, really stressful job and is an amazing provider. And so it really didn't make sense for him to do it because, you know, we get so little precious family time. And I, but for years, I like wouldn't let him hire a gardener. Oh gosh. Um, but now we finally, I finally came around and told him at some point, Hey, I think we should, we should hire someone. And he was like, Are you crazy? <laughs> so. That's where we're at. But, you know, I've now come around to that. So if you're able to, and I know not every family is able, and so I know that adds complication. But if you are able, you know, if there's a way and, you know, even like, can you trade services with someone? Can you hire a teenager to do something? Like there are cheap ways to outsource things. And then being the connector also means holding family meetings, saying like, hey, husband, can we meet on this day and talk about how we can handle this situation with the chores or with the kids or whatever? And just being the one to set the meetings. There's got to be someone to do it. If someone doesn't take that lead to take ownership, like how things aren't going to flow as well, right? And so if you are good at planning, be the one to set the meetings. Now, I know I'm focusing a lot right now on like the physical aspects of building our house and how that contributes to our homes and, and how God is calling us to that. I'm going to, in this series, talk a lot more about the other aspects as well, how to be building our marriages, how to be building healthy environments, uh, not just physically, but all of the all of the ways for our kids and our husband, 
how to release. We're going to talk in a minute about releasing the things that we're doing that, to tear down our homes. So we're going to be talking about that. So it's a lot more than just this physical aspect of building the house, but that is where God specifically convicted me in taking ownership of this role as conductor. And really what I've noticed is that, you know, as I've tried to take this ownership and it's still a battle because I still have this intrinsic feeling of, oh no, I shouldn't have to do all this. <laughs> I shouldn't. And like, there's this part of me that doesn't want to take ownership of it. And so, you know, I'm still fighting against it. But when I have successfully taken ownership and been like, okay, this is just my role. This is awesome. Instead of being annoyed at all the things that I have to do, even to hear my language, even instead of being annoyed at all the things I have to do, I actually like get amazed at myself for all the things that I can do. I'm like, wow, I did all of those things today. I'm amazing. <laughs> like, God gave me these incredible gifts that allow me to build my house. And it is so cool. And I actually really enjoy it. So wherever you're at, you know, if, if you are convicted by hearing what God spoke to me about taking ownership of your home and owning the role that God has placed you in, in that home, or even, you know, some of you might not even know what that role looks like. What, what is healthy role? What, what is God calling you to? What are your strengths that you have to contribute? And so that could be a really great conversation to have with your husband, to lean into God and his voice and hear what he has to say. But I really believe we've got to take ownership of these roles. And bigger picture than that, we've got to build our house. We've got to let go of all of the things we're doing to tear it down. We're going to talk more about that in this series. And we've got to figure out what does it look like to build my house? How can I take ownership? How can I add value to this family? So I'm excited to go on this series with you. Make sure you pop into the Facebook group and tell us what God has been speaking to you. After you answer these questions, like what are you doing to build your house and what are you doing to tear it down? Come talk to us about it and we can all work on this together. Love you, mama. found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.